once forged in the fires of PR and journalism, Curtis Dewar and Corey Westbrook united to create C-Squared. Now on our podcast, we interview musicians and other industry professionals to give you an inside look on how to take your music to the next level. Hello and welcome to another edition of the C-Squared Podcast. Your host, Curtis, my co-host, Kevin and Holly. And today we are here for a roundtable discussion on a topic that is very near and dear to Holly's heart today. Um, she begged to talk about this topic because it is so near and dear to her heart. And what it is, is it's about discrimination in music, metal in general. And uh, Holly, for those of you guys who do not know, is uh, a student who studies these types of things. And uh, she's actually getting a PhD in gender studies, I think is what it was. Uh, good. Uh, and so she's going to lead the chat and she is going to uh, walk us through the problems and uh, non-problems that uh, she sees in the scene. So over to you, Holly. Great. Yes. So I thought it would be quite interesting to sort of talk about discrimination um, in the sort of the broader sense. So incorporating, you know, gender, race, disability, everything. Um, just because uh, journalism and, you know, metal media outlets uh, play a huge role in terms of like controlling the narrative around these things um so I thought it might be quite interesting just to have a, a chat about it um anything that anyone's seen or experienced etc um because I think it is sort of worth acknowledging that sometimes the media is you know just trying to get clicks and sometimes it it is actually trying to push for equality and it's kind of figuring out what's going on and when um so this is this is quite an open discussion and I've not really scripted anything um but I'd be interested to hear any of your guys thoughts on this if you would like to start off I'll, I'll start off so um, uh, just 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 for anybody who's listening here so um to clarify I am the only person that is not part of a minority group in this chat so my opinion is probably the uh, least out of anyone um mm -hmm. but my first question is what have you two guys experienced if anything like kevin i guess we'll start with you um in terms of discrimination obviously so, okay so <clears throat> before i get to that <laughs> I, I just kind of want to say one thing when you were saying that you know as a white male or whatever that your opinion is somewhat lesser something like what, no automatic, what no automatically kind of hit me was that well you know, I guess that's sort of like the, the sort of hip thing to say now is that, you know, white people in general or whatever are, you know, take a step back because of what. But at the same time, it's like, you know, when it comes when it boils down to it, none of us are going anywhere. Yeah. And um, these problems or whatever you want to call them need to be solved in what in the way that we can all. And this is going to sound so ridiculously hippie-ish. But in, in a way that when it gets when it gets down to it, it wherever the end of this is, and we're probably never going to see it in our lifetimes, but we all kind of have to live together. So I don't know if this, to say that somebody's opinion is is um, lesser or less value because of you know who you know who their parents or who their parents are and how they how, happen to come out of the womb and whatever. Anyway, oh, all these. Now, I don't know if what I just said is going to be, I mean, everything, you know, it could be construed as somewhat offensive, like, you know, how dare you 
give a white man a voice. <laughs> but what I'm what I'm trying to say is that when it all boils down to it, you know, um, everyone's got some kind of learning curve to or some learning to do, and there's a learning curve, and it's going to be a different curve for every sort of segment of society, group of people. So, um, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. Does that, does well, that make sense? Is that like, did I just say something yeah. totally stupid? I, to I, just, I just came out of the off the top of my head. But to clarify, Kevin, I didn't mean my opinion wasn't valid, even though I said that. What I meant is I do not have the same experience. Right, level right. As Absolutely. Um, my opinion, I, I, I do think my opinion is valid. I, I will toot my own horn for a second. I do think it's valid. But at the same time, I have not experienced it uh, as you guys may have, so I do not have the same life experiences as you do. I should right. probably. Okay, so, so t- actually, since Holly is going to be supposed to be leading this or is leading, yeah. or whatever, yeah. I don't even I don't know who's leading what anymore. Um, what you, you tell us, um, based on you know your experiences. Okay, and, and another thing I'm interested in is that I'm gonna you know I'm, I'm assuming you're like. If I remember correctly, you're like half our age. I, um, I yeah, I'm 25. So yeah, I like know. exactly half my age. Oh, right. <laughs> so, like, what your experience has been like as a younger, newer metal fan, especially with mm. you know, especially you know, with um, the internet growing up in the digital age, also experiencing what you've experienced pre-pandemic versus what's been going on online during excuse me during the pandemic where people are sort of like you know hiding behind their computers and avatars and handles a bit more because there's just no shows and no scene to like actually physically participate in so anyway what do you got for me (laughs) (laughs) it's one of those things i I phrased this in the past that I've, oh, I've been quite lucky that I've not really had many bad experiences. And I kind of think actually that's a really weird way of saying it because it shouldn't be a lucky thing. It should just be how it is. Um, I haven't ever really had any, you know, major sexist um, like behavior towards me. I, I get comments on our band's Instagram every now and again with just, you know, stupid misogynistic shit, but it, it's not all of the time. It is just the odd comment every once in a while. Um, I've had, I, when I was back in high school, I used to go to this like band thing after school. Um, and I used to get, I was the only female, female guitarist there. And so I used to get like the lads were just being a bit like, Oh, okay at first but then they were fine afterwards so it was never really a major thing it was just kind of a people were seemed to be surprised for some reason um okay. I was interested in being a guitarist and being in metal but it, it was never really a problem um I've never had any bad experiences at gigs uh, whether performing or just being there as a music fan um and so I feel kind of like well actually there is there must be significant change because I'm, you know, I've not had any major problems and I know other people who haven't had major problems either. But then I do see people who have been, you know, they've been attacked at gigs or they've been um, badly treated or they've had industry people sort of behaving inappropriately towards them for whatever reason, whether it's race, gender, whatever. Um, so that it's one of those things of 
yes I'm not experiencing a huge amount of it personally but I know it exists because I see it happening to other people and that's kind of why I'm still sort of fighting for it you know if that makes sense like I feel as though some people maybe think oh we've reached equality or we're closer to it than actually maybe people realize and this is why I'm still quite passionate about it because I I see it with other people um so this is kind of why I think it's important to share experiences because yes someone might have really good experiences and some have really bad experiences right and and it's you know it's difficult for for me to say um what someone else's experience is like but seeing something is like okay so here's an example I guess it just this one just came to mind too so I was uh, at a I was at a show in Montreal um uh, early 2020 um and it was at a venue that normally doesn't host um metal shows or this type of music shows and man the people who worked at this place were like fucking shitheads and the way specifically they were treating a lot of the women there was just kind of like what how the fuck did people get away with this stuff um the stuff that they were saying because i had so i was in montreal like i said so i was with a friend of mine who speaks french i don't speak french and she was kind of translating some of the stuff she was overhearing and i was just like whoa (laughs) like some of the shit these people were saying about just innocent people standing in line to buy merch or standing at a bar or whatever was kind of gross. And yeah, I mean, it's like there was like this subtle undercurrent of just shittiness at this show based on the the staff at this particular venue. Um, So there you go. Um, And then in another sort of more innocent thing, innocent sort of thing, I guess you'd say was, um, so I was at a, Recently, I was at a immolation show in New York City, and I was wearing, I don't know if you know the band from Sweden, Ice Age, from like the 80s, late 80s. Not the shitty fucking post-hardcore band from Copenhagen that exists today. That just oh, right. Not that shitty band. They're terrible. Jesus Christ, they're awful. But no, Ice Age, the Splash band from Sweden. Anyway, um, so I'm wearing this shirt, and you know, Ice Age haven't put anything out in however long. I mean, they, they, they just sort of like did a... A, a whatever a few years ago where they kind of re-recorded some old songs and what, whatever with a new lineup but pretty pretty obscure stuff so i'm wearing this shirt and some guy from across the room and you can always see it <laughs> he's like you can see him just pointing out to his buddy about like obviously he knows who ice age is so i can then i can hear him going on about ice age so his friend comes over and goes hey my friend asked me to ask you where you got that shirt and I go, oh, you know, I, I just, you know, I was always been a big fan. I kind of just wrote them one day and got it through the mail or whatever. They sent me one. And he's like, well, tell me about this band. Cause he's going off about the, how they're fucking awesome. This and that. And I'm like, well, you know, I said something like describing them. And I said like, you know, their four song demo is, you know, still one of my favorite recordings of all time, blah, 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 blah. And by this time his friend had come over and I'm trying to remember how this story went, but the guy basically who came over was continued to bring up the fact that I wasn't bringing up the fact that Ice Age were an all-female band. I would say Ice Age is a, they're a thrash band from Sweden, 1980, blah, 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 1988, 1989. He's like, he would stop me and go, no, no, all-girl thrash band, man. And I'm like, well, yeah, but 
they're just a good band, dude. Like, what's the big deal? He's like, and he would continually stop me like that to make sure he was pointing out to his friend that Ice Age was four women as opposed to four dudes. So, like, again, like this little subtle thing in there, which, you know, he was obviously a fan of the band, but felt the need to, for whatever reason, point out that that was the difference. As if it yeah. made a difference. <laughs> yeah. it's, I find this odd because I, I can't always tell if people are doing it because they want to be like, oh, look, women are doing this thing, proof that it's not, you know, it's not all men. Or if they're doing it because, oh, look, this is really weird. Women are doing something that they shouldn't be doing. Quotes. You know, so I, I can't always shouldn't tell. Shouldn't be doing. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Some people do this. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, it, it's kind of, it, it's kind of, are people doing it with good intentions or are people doing it because they're being sexist? And I can't always tell, which I think is part of the problem that you sort of get this othering um, going on. And it's kind of a, well, if we just stop pointing out gender altogether, then that kind of solves one problem. Well, but then yeah, but... gender becomes invisible and naturally then you're not necessarily pointing out representation where it's needed. Right, and at so, the same time, no matter how hard you try and no matter how hard anyone wants to ignore the fact there are differences between people on all levels um i think the the difference is if you're pointing it out nefariously versus if you're just pointing it out because it exists um now i admittedly have written and said a lot of dumb shit over the years <laughs> oh. like i have <laughs> i but none of it has been because like none of like I said, none of it's been nefarious. Yeah. That's not not been my intent. I don't know. Some people it, it might come across that way, like especially something that's written for people, like how you comprehend someone's someone else's writing is obviously mm -hmm. gonna be different, like what you take from something. Yeah. So whatever. But I can say for myself that even when I'm saying the dumbest fucking shit or whatever, I'm not being I'm not trying to be um racist sexist mean ageist ableist whatever um i'm just pointing shit out because i, I think it's funny <laughs> or whatever because it's there i think part of the issue though too is i think like around our ages I, there was a lot of comedy and stuff where it was a little bit more risque than it is nowadays and we can tell the difference that you know like eddie murphy for example probably prime example we all thought he was hilarious back in the day. At least I did. I'm sure you did too. And, you know, I don't think he meant anything nefarious about half the shit he said. It was just, he was cracking jokes. You know what I right. mean? Right. And if you watch, and it's a, it's a societal shift too, because if you watch Delirious, Eddie Murphy's Delirious now, which my wife and I will still watch it like once, once in a, once a year or something like that, we'll throw it on just because like there are sections of that. And it's still like, you know, one of my favorite stand-up routines of all time but it, there are sections of it where it's just like especially the part where he's making fun of aids where it's just like whoa dude <laughs> like, that that doesn't fly anymore i mean at the time especially i mean when that came out i was like what 11 or 12 years old so i probably thought it was hilarious but at the time you know that's that was looked at a lot differently when you look at it now it's like yeah that's not nearly as cool as the uh, the routine about his his aunt falling down the stairs which is still awesome <laughs> Anyway, so what I was what I was going to say about it was there's that part right there. But at the same time, I think now I want to this is directed probably mainly at Holly. 
I think part of the part of the thing this is and this is again I, I realize we're like you're half our age so this might come off as being uh stupid sounding or whatever uh at the same time I think a lot of time your generation takes things a little bit too seriously where we take it not as seriously you know what I mean while still not having the malicious intent does that make sense yeah it's interesting I find this hard to tell because there are certainly some people and I agree of my age who I think don't always I don't know I think they sometimes just take things out of context is probably the main issue yeah but then I'll be honest I I, I know more than enough people who are older who do that as well so I'm I, Fair. not entirely convinced of the age thing but I, I certainly agree that people yeah there are times where I think people get concerned about the wrong things like you know like I don't do you do you, do you get much I don't know people going around calling out snowflakes in Canada yeah, I, yeah, you do yep. get that as well. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, hey, I, 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 I was gonna... calling out snowflakes yesterday when my car was covered oh, in snow. Oh, yeah. God damn it! It's it's almost May. Why is it still snowing? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, sorry, wrong snowflake. No, um, no, I... <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that in in some instances, though, I think that it does need to be called out mm. in whatever way, like whether yeah. very overtly or whether just like okay, I, I don't want anything to do with this person anymore. Yeah. But what I find more troubling, I guess maybe you'd say, is the people who will say and do very overtly um, whatever, sexist, racist, whatever stuff, yep. and then we, and say, oh, no, I was just kidding, or, uh, you know, I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, it's just a joke. Why can't you take a joke? Or it's just this. Yeah. Um, because it's very obvious when things are jokes or... Yeah when things aren't and when people fall back on you can't take a joke well yeah that's <laughs> that's uh i think that's a weak defense it's a matter of intent completely like i mean holly knows i say dumb shit all the time i mean she's still with me after what a year year and a year, year or whatever now and she knows she knows i'm not being malicious if i say something stupid it's me either joking or i re- legitimately do need <laughs> like, <laughs> the offensive or whatever um but yeah i i think you're right kevin it's like it's like more of a matter of intent and you can kind of tell like if you say i will i will tell you a a story this is i tell the story a lot so i don't know if i've told you guys before but um i think it's perfect maybe not perfectly encapsulate but encapsulates what what you're trying to say so i was at a show in uh somewhere in kentucky and it wasn't like a big city in kentucky it was like a b market c market place and i we went and saw hate eternal so you know hate eternal eric rutan used to be a morbid angel blah blah blah. he's got like his fan base of death metal fans and guitar freaks and all this kind of stuff so there were these two dudes who came down to the show early because they wanted to meet and hang out and whatever with eric and like i said this was small town kentucky and they had like really thick accents and whatever man i just because of it i I found it really difficult to understand what the hell they were saying a lot of the time and but they were cool dude they there night they hung out um they actually helped hate eternal like move their gear which is like (laughs) all right cool (laughs) i'm sure they appreciated that but anyway so these guys are talking and we're just hanging out and blah 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 and 
they were talking they started talking to each other about something and in the process they started using the phrase colored to describe a black guy they were talking about now the word <laughs> that you know that terminology went out like what in the 60s or whatever and it's considered offensive to a lot of people but these guys I and mean, i could tell because these guys weren't being like it wasn't like they were being racist they were just using outmoded um phrasing phraseology but they weren't being devilish or nefarious or whatever about it and i think that when you're talking about intent that's kind of what matters like yeah these guys live in the stick somewhere probably you know don't have a lot of um access to whatever's going on in big cities and how quickly things change socially in other parts of the world and stuff and you know i don't know what you know i I, it was the first time i ever met or seen these guys and i've never met or seen them since so i have no idea what they're really like but in that case it's like okay yeah they're using these whatever terms but they're just being themselves about it and not being you know they're not outright saying the n-word as a you know a cutting barb or whatever you want to say or being malicious about it so there you yeah. go that's like yeah and i'm sure that's something that you know as as a society's sort of move forward and shift and stuff like that that um younger people are going to see probably going to have to like learn to deal with a bit more like my son who is 19 um like you know they they talk in a way or you know use whatever um terms and stuff like that which you know that's cool that's their generation but i guess sometimes find some of the stuff i say offensive or outmoded because it's not you know it's not what they have learned it's not like what their social set has um has sort of adopted so but he does you know he, he needs to understand you know he understands that i'm not you know I mean, I, I may be misanthropic, but I'm not racist. <laughs> I may be, you know, all this stuff, but I'm not like malicious about it. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I guess, in, yeah, in, in one sense, it's also going to have to be the, the generations listening to and understanding each other and also weighing in the matter of intent and whatever. I mean, there's a speaking of comedians there's a, there's an awesome you know in, i think it's like jim jeffrey's last special he did for netflix the one um intoler intolerable or intolerant or something like that where he talks about how his dad has come around who's dad who, who grew up in like you know rural backwater australia his his dad who's like you know in his 80s i guess or 70s something like that who has his, has come around from growing up in real macho whatever outback um upbringing to voting positively for you know the whatever referendum they had in australia on on gay marriage a few years ago and stuff like that and how his friends will his dad's friends i mean will like you know poke fun at him and stuff like that but it's still like you know just do your thing let people live their lives and you know whatever if i'm using outmoded terms that's cool but i'm not chasing down the street with a knife there's a difference. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is. It's very much a, I think, treating each 
a thing in in context and yeah actually talking to people and understanding where they're coming from because you know a lot of people are very quick to it's like cancel culture which i have a huge problem with um because just cancelling people for saying the wrong thing when the likelihood is they didn't mean it is not going to solve anything it's actually having a conversation with people and understanding where they're coming from and educating people if that's what if they just genuinely don't understand what's going on i mean i have this with a few older relatives and um like some of my friends are trans and some of them are uh, non-binary and identify like that and some of my older family members just don't quite get it because it, it's new language for them and it's a new way of thinking but it's kind of they are mostly open you know they're sort of open to learning about it and that's kind of the most important thing um I think it's when people sort of close off and do the thing of oh I, I don't want to be educated or I don't want to I don't want to attempt to help improve other people's lives by not discriminating against them that that's where I have a a huge problem really um that's also a generational thing too that takes time though well it, it this is the thing it does it takes time um and yeah because stuff just wasn't spoken about and and so of course they weren't going to know about it whereas you know we have the internet at our fingertips and I think people sometimes forget how much of a like how much that helps <laughs> like the fact that we can just find out anything and educate on anything so quickly nowadays so, I agree. I'm, yeah. I want to change the topic just slightly to one yeah. thing, which you probably um, will probably uh, have some words on. So here's the here's the thing I hate. I don't like it when people put women or races or sexuality as being the thing as like a token thing. I yeah. hate that. Like that I bugs. <laughs> I've had people do that with me with C Square. They're like, okay, you only hired a bunch of women just because that way you got women. And it's mm-hmm. like. I hate that. And it's like, I didn't even, didn't even fucking occur to me that all you guys were fucking women <laughs> until it was pointed out to me <laughs> that we're all, that I'm only working with women. And it literally did not even, even come into my even thought process at all when doing it. But um, didn't, uh, didn't Keith used to work for you? He did, but I'm, he doesn't. I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure Keith's not a woman. No, he's not. But now, <laughs> but, <laughs> but now, I mean, like now, I mean, Keith is here. So, I mean, it's like all oh, women. He's not? Okay. Yeah. He hasn't been with us for, yeah about eight months or something like that so yeah yeah. so I've I've had people do that to me or they go like oh you know uh something like that so Holly's opinion first and then I want to get Kevin's I know Kevin's probably got a on it yeah I would just say that (laughs) 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 yeah I, I I have a huge problem with tokenism um I'm trying to think I I think I have sort of experienced it a little bit I guess um but it, it's yeah no it's not helping anyone it's not helping us gain equality and it's not helping educate other people it's, it's just making the whole situation worse because then it puts minority groups and other people in a position of oh they've only gotten somewhere because they're minorities or exactly. whatever um exactly. which is not the case at all um and I don't know, I see Facebook comments and things like that where festivals announce a lineup and people, you know, you get all the gatekeepers in the comments being like, oh, they're only there because, yeah, she's a woman or whatever. And it's like, have you considered the fact that they're actually a good band <laughs> and that's why they're there? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there is a bit of an issue, I guess, around the whole whether quotas and things like that are needed just 
for the sake of getting representation out there. And then once it's there, you can get rid of the quotas because people know that these bands are around and they're going to choose them if they genuinely like them. Um, but I mean, that's kind of a bit of another kettle of fish. Um, but yeah. yeah. But Kevin, what, what are your thoughts on this? Like, um, obviously, I guess from a racial standpoint, I guess is what it would be. Uh, or you can talk about both. Dude, I, could, I could probably talk about this shit all day. <laughs> well, 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 we got about 15 minutes left. So, so, uh, well, it might not be what you want to hear though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down for anything. No, I, I'm with Holly on the whole thing about, um, about it not helping anybody because, um, you know, you don't know. Okay. You know, you can look at it in a lot of different, in a lot of different fields. And I mean, I think like the, the, the main, I guess the biggest one or most widely known or whatever one would be like the entire affirmative action movement, yeah. which, you know, whatever, but that, it's a bit more of a touchy thing because it's based on race. If you look at, okay, I don't know if the, I don't know if the UK has this, maybe it does and maybe, or maybe not anymore, but in Canada, we, you know, we have the CanCon thing mm -hmm. where on the radio or in whatever media, was it 35% of it's whatever? It's a lot number, but it's something stupid. It is yeah, so 35% has to be, whatever you hear on the radio has to be Canadian considered Canadian content. Yeah. And there's always been an issue about whether or not, you know, what consists, what constitutes Canadian content. I know they've kind of jerked the rules around based on it's like, Oh, it can be an American artist or a whatever artist, but as long as produced by a Canadian or recorded in a Canadian studio, it's considered Canadian. It's really yeah. dicey as to what they consider. Yeah. But anyway, over the years, and especially I guess back in the day before things got really digital, it did help a lot of bands that are good and admittedly i still listen to to this day <laughs> get somewhere that i possibly maybe never would have heard of if i lived or if those rules didn't exist or i lived in a different country like yeah. i mean i like a lot of bad canadian rock <laughs> from the 80s I, and 70s right but yeah would i have ever heard that shit if there wasn't that and i'm going to use a really bad word here ghettoizing rule saying 35 percent of this stuff that we're hearing on the radio and when when the radio was a lot you know more of an arbiter of taste or whatever yeah um you know that helped there's no there's no doubt it helped there's no doubt in my mind that like the shit like steelheart trooper um harlequin like all those bands from the 70s and 80s like chilliwack None of that shit probably would have been heard anywhere <laughs> if Never. it wasn't for the Canadian content rules, which I'm thankful for because I, I love that stuff. But when it comes to more touchy subjects, I guess, I don't know, man, you're like, you're dancing on a landmine because it's like, are you, you know, for example, for a job posting, are you getting the best candidate or are you getting the token candidate? Are exactly. you getting, you know, are you streamlining again i'm going to say are you ghettoizing a festival by saying it's the you know whether it's the what, what's that one where it's like uh like women only bands or female oh bands? yeah oh, that one. yeah there's two of them there's one in canada there's one actually in bc i think oh i didn't know about that i think so and then there's one in 
Italy or Germany, I think. I don't know what, somewhere in Europe. Yeah. Anyway, are you know, but at the same time, is something like Prague Power that festival? Are, are you shutting out so and so bands, or is like this festival only catering to like keep it true? You know, yeah. Like, is that festival catering? Is that in the same league? Probably not, but it kind of it kind of reeks of it a little bit. I guess. Yeah. Um, I forget what my point was. Edowizing <laughs> <laughs> you had, Kevin. Right, right. So, I mean, in some cases, I guess it's weird because I, I, I appreciate the fact in, I appreciate it working in some instances and in other instances, I'm just like, fuck that. I, I don't mm-hmm. like it. I'm all, I'm all against it. I, I mean, and I notice it a lot being half black and half white my entire life like you know of course <laughs> i've noticed and it's funny because i was talking about this with somebody the other day and what someone asked it was like some some kind of like sociology thing that they're working on or whatever and they asked um when did you realize that you were that you weren't white or you were racially different or whatever and i'm just like you know until people started pointing it out to me when I was a kid, I never, I don't know, I was, it was just me until I started watching the Jeffersons. I didn't know it was a big deal to have a, a one black parent and one white parent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, the one thing that I've noticed a lot on TV and movies, especially more so com- TV commercials than anything is just how it's, there's just so much interracial couplings on in especially in tv or uh, tv commercial ads if you watch uh, and again i don't know what it's like in the uk but if you watch like you know an ad for pampers or an ad for you know whatever beer company or an ad for whatever shoe company or whatever nine times out of ten these days it's gonna be like an interracial couple mm-hmm. and i you know that's cool but sometimes it just seems like people are, are reaching to be woke or whatever, or reaching to be accepted or reaching not to offend or reaching to whatever. And it's like, all right, are you, are you like, what, what's the intent here? I mean, yeah, we get back to intent. What's the intent here? Is this like an actual evening of the pl- evening of the playing field? Or yeah. are you just trying to score brownie points because of you don't want to offend anybody? Yeah. or or what is it? i have no idea i mean i know from working in film and tv for a few years that and i <laughs> i had this described to me on my very first day working on a, on set is probably they, they they explain it to me as this is probably the one of the most racist sexist businesses you'll ever walk into but people just kind of put up with it but at the same time on the, on the back end of it i don't know is that industry sort of like coming around because that's where I see a lot of representation. And I mean, maybe it's, maybe that's just my overactive imagination being suspicious about it, but, and, and everybody's intent is pure and whatever, but uh, I, it's just something I've noticed. And yeah. I know we've gotten way off topic in terms of music <laughs> and metal, but I'm just saying like, I mean, it's part of media. It's part of a, a the broader scope of society so it's all it's all in there and like i was saying at the beginning yeah. I mean, we all kind of have to live with each other um one big unhappy planet so <laughs> we're, we're, well, there you go yeah 
No, it's, well, well, whilst you're slightly off the rails, I'll carry on with it because I was watching a video Sorry. recently um, where um, someone was pointing out in advertising the way that things have like really feminist and empowering women and all of this stuff um, and sort of pointing out the fact that, well, ultimately these adverts are trying to sell you stuff. And so it's right. kind of, well, it's yes, OK, it's 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 good that they're, you know, not being discriminative, but ultimately they are trying to sell you things and if they know that people are more likely to buy something if the company has like a, a front of being equal and and promoting um you know equality and everything then then they're ultimately going to make more sales and so it, it is kind of the taking everything with a pinch of salt I think and yeah. kind of yeah discerning is this just a marketing gimmick or is it a genuine value of the company Right. And I mean, at, at the very beginning of the pandemic, I remember, and for some reason, I was thinking about this the other day, there was this particular Burger King commercial that stuck out in my mind where they had some dude who was, you know, in, in his Burger King uniform or whatever saying, um, we know you're probably not thinking about Burger King now, but we're thinking about you. We've, we've instituted these new things like no touch delivery and no touch whatever at our drive through windows, blah, 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 blah. And yeah, I mean, okay, on the surface, that seems pretty responsible there, you know, at the beginning of the, of the COVID pandemic, no one really knew what the, like how deadly or whatever the disease and how, what its transmission was like and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I mean, on the surface, like I said, that seems responsible, but they're still trying to sell you whoppers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> out too that I don't know if you guys are going to agree with me on this or not but the thing I've always noticed is that anybody that is uh trying to overly sell themselves as being inclusive or non-racist or non-homophobic always end up being the worst offenders against it later like the dudes that always end up being like the male feminist total thing or the non-racist you always find out later it's like you don't want anything to do with them. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I've always that always seems to be the case to me. Ninety percent of the time. Yeah, it's kind of it's always the people that are like, I'm not racist, but and it's like yeah. the but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Or like yeah. I'm totally I'm totally inclusive of women and that's all they talk about for like two weeks. And you find out later. <laughs> well yeah. Go, going back to comedians. <laughs> there was uh <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I wish I could remember who it was. I can remember the bit, but I, it might have been Greg Giraldo or Patton Oswalt. But it's like basically, you know, they're saying kind of the same thing where it's like, you know, when someone says, oh, I'm not going to say, um, you know, to not be racist, or I'm not going to say that, you know, I'm not, not to say I'm being racist, or I'm not going to try to be racist. You know, they're going to say the most racist shit right after they say that. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like it's like a qualifier. Yeah. And like I was saying before, like the kind of people who would sort of say whatever, but it's just a joke. So don't take, you know, don't, uh, don't jump down my throat. I'm just, I'm just joking, even though, you know, in whatever way they're not. You can always spot the intent. You can always spot the intent. And that's, uh, yeah. And I think that's, you know, I, that's a good theme when we've come around to it. Like, we keep coming back to it. It's, it is intent. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, yeah, I'm sorry. Go on. Oh. I'll, I'll hand it off to someone else. Holly, <laughs> so what, what do we want to cover still? We've got about five minutes left. Is there anything else we want to cover on this subject? I mean, I, I, I think we've covered quite a lot, really, because it, it's, 
I mean, it's one of those things we are not going to come to the one single golden shiny answer that fixes everything because there isn't one. Um, so it's kind of, I guess, the reason that I quite like having these dis these discussions. It's because it's sort of just making sure that you know people acknowledge that there are problems and are. Because I think that's the thing. Sometimes if you forget the problems are there then they really don't get fixed. So it is sometimes like important every now and again. A question I have for you. Sorry, yeah. did, did I cut yeah. you off? Sorry. A question I have for you is like, if, if in your studying this, and I'm guessing there's some form of, um, like you get into whatever group discussions and debates, like what are the debates like when you have a classroom full of people who are studying this stuff? Like what, what are the sort of the hot topics and what are um is it sort of like people all kind of like preaching to the choir like all time talking about the same thing in different ways like kind of like what we've been doing <laughs> or is, or, or are there like full-on like people like butting heads like you racist piece of shit motherfucker no i'm not blah, 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 blah. You <laughs> like, does, does that happen like what what is it like what's the classroom scene like these days or zoom yeah. scene i guess it would be <laughs> it's, it's gonna be more zooms because I, I yeah i spent most of the past year or so sat in my room reading books um and that's that's kind of it really um in my experience it, it's i'd say everyone is pretty much on the same page although that's usually because i'm having these conversations with other people who are also studying gender studies to some extent i think um it's quite interesting I in a couple of weeks a couple of months I should be doing a conference that's supposed to be interdisciplinary so I'm interested to see if people from other like from I don't know geography or, or whatever how they react to it because I think that's sometimes quite interesting it, it's because it's very easy I think being in a bubble of gender studies students we're kind of all on the same page and we we know sort of we all have quite similar values and and things that we're working towards so it's it's yeah it's more when we're talking to people who are sort of outside of this bubble that right maybe okay. things will start to get heated <laughs> i don't know we will see <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you a funny story so um it's funny you mentioned the bubble and people within that bubble sort of all whatever and it, it's interesting to watch what happens when the bubble sort of gets popped i guess is to continue the analogy but so mm -hmm. Years and years ago, when I was in university, I, I took a uh, gender or women's studies course as an elective because I kind of had to, and it was cool, whatever. It was, you know, good to learn stuff and whatever, but for the final essay, we had to, it was like something about analyzing media TV shows in some way. I can't remember, but I, I just remember writing an essay about Mary, the, the TV show Married with Children and how it mm. like, subverts um typical um domestication domestic roles and all this kind of shit whatever um and i you know i'm a halfway decent writer and i remember getting i got an a plus on it and fine whatever right it's cool <laughs> send me on my way classes over whatever on to the next i found out after the fact that and i mean like i said this is a you know this was a women's studies course gender studies course so it was like literally um like 25 women and me in a classroom and I found out after the fact that a handful of of the people other people in the class went to the pr professor and like basically freaked out that how could a, a man 
score the highest mark on it, get the highest mark out of it in the class. This is wrong. <laughs> this is, wow. this is, this is like literally just like, how could this happen? How could you do how you're supposed to, you know, you're supposed to be one of us, like literally pulling out all that kind of stuff because I wrote a decent paper. I have a huge problem with stuff like this because turning against each other is not going to solve anything. <laughs> it doesn't help. <laughs> Yeah, so, I, I don't, I don't understand that. Whole, yeah. To to wrap this up, so Holly, let's final words from you, Professor Holly. Take a take us to the end of the podcast with some words of wisdom. Well, yeah, because it because it's a topic I can't really conclude. It's not really going to be a very good conclusion. <clears throat> um, I I think ultimately, yeah, it's I like having these discussions. I think they're useful. I think I think hopefully other people find them interesting to listen to, or either that or we just put everyone off our podcasts. Either way. Um, but you know, yeah, this is this is it. This is the end of the podcast, isn't it? We're never going to do another one. <laughs> we ruined. We killed it. We buried it. We'll, we'll we'll do another one at some point, Holly. But yeah, <laughs> I think it, I think it would be interesting to have um, to do these things with more opposing views, maybe. Sure. I mean, so I don't know who would come on here. <laughs> I would come on anywhere, going. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a full-on sexist, racist motherfucker. I don't want to talk about it and let you know about it. <laughs> I don't know who's going to do that, but <laughs> I, guess, I guess I guess we'll figure that out. Anyways, I'm going to wrap up this podcast. Uh, Kevin for coming on. Uh, Holly, thank you for leading it. And with that, we are done. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on your platform of choice. You can also join the conversation by following us on any social media and suggesting guests or topics you'd like to learn more about. Thanks for listening to C-Squared.